Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Today, I am going to be talking to Dr. Jennifer Mays. She is a professor of English at a community college in Tennessee. She began her journey with PCOS at a very young age. Besides being an advocate for health and continuing to research and live with PCOS, she also has a YouTube channel called Magical Muses and Monthly Musings dedicated to her love for makeup and skincare supportive of a PCOS friendly lifestyle. She documents her journey with health on her Instagram, Jennifer Health Warrior, and she and her husband, Alex, love to travel and explore new cultures and foods that broaden her understanding of what living with PCOS really means for women everywhere. So thank you, Jennifer, for joining us. Yes, thank you, Amy, so much. I'm super excited to be here. So I asked you to join the PCOS Diva podcast and share your story of living with PCOS and your healing journey. Um, You had posted a very inspirational post in the PCOS Diva private community, and it got a lot of um, uh, comments. And I, I think you inspired a lot of women who are really struggling and trying to manage their PCOS. And for those listening who are not members of the PCOS Diva private community group on Facebook, you may want to check it out because I think uh, I've, I've tried to curate sort of a group that is really supportive um, and a place that women can come and feel like they're not alone in this PCOS journey. So, um, so thank you for posting in there and would love to hear more about your personal PCOS story. Yeah. So, um, so I, I very early, it was from a very young age. I actually, there's some debate in my family about when I actually started uh, getting my cycle, but it was nine or 10. So it was a fifth grade, um, depending on where my birthday falls in August. So there's some debate about if it was before or after that 10th birthday. Um, but it was definitely fifth grade and it was shocking. And, uh, my parents were not prepared. I was not prepared. 
And it did not take long to discover that it was not normal. Um, I was diagnosed with anemia in high school. And of course, the, the course of action at that time was, you know, birth control pills. That's the thing that they would tell everybody. It's the only way to get everything under control. So I started taking them very young just so that I could see a regular cycle um, and, you know, not be in so much discomfort all the time. And I was having really severe cramps. I mean, they were, they were rough. And uh, so fast forward a little bit to college. Um, first of all, birth control was not great for me. I gained weight on it very easily. Um, and, you know, all the, the yunky symptoms that we kind of associate with taking them were all there. And so fast forward to college. Um, I had just graduated and I had my first teaching position and I was actually walking across campus one day and my eyesight went very weird. Everything kind of looked like it was underwater. And long story short, I ended up being diagnosed with something called pseudotumor cerebri. And it was basically where my spinal cord was producing too much spinal fluid and it was surrounding my brain and putting pressure on my optic nerves. And it actually caused me to lose vision for a while. Um, and I ended up having 11 spinal taps to get that pressure regulated. Now, at the time, there was a lot of push from the medical community that this was associated with being overweight and with being heavier. And I was heavier and I continued to get heavier um, because I was in and out of the hospital. Uh, I was on several medications, including steroids, pretty much around the clock to try to reduce the inflammation in the fluid. Um, the heaviest that I got at this time was 269 pounds. They ended up sending me to Duke University, and that was what they clocked my weight at. Um, so now there is actually a lot of research studies that have come out. Uh, my doctor mentioned this to me at the time. Once they got the pressure regulated, it was my gynecologist, actually, who I was very grateful for. And she said, Jennifer, I just want to make you aware there is a link that's starting to unfold in the research between pseudotumor and estrogen and progesterone-based birth control. So she said, it is my recommendation to you that you never take it ever again, because mm -hmm. if that link is a possibility, we want to make sure that you're not on it. She said, I would also, if I were you, discourage from being prescribed steroids because that link is also in existence. Well, since then, there have been numerous lawsuits. Um, you know, please feel free to, to do the research out there, but I know that there have been numerous lawsuits about pseudotumor and various kinds of birth controls and, and IEDs and things like that. So I made a decision at that point to not take them anymore. I was going to have to find another way to control my symptoms. Um, and once I got out of the hospital and everything, I needed to lose the weight. That was very important to me. Um, I'd gotten very heavy and I was very unhealthy and I just, I did not feel like myself. And, you know, as we know now, diet and PCOS, like there's a lot of common ground and symptoms and I just needed to be a healthier version of myself. So I started Weight Watchers at that time and it took me about two years to lose a bulk of that weight. I ended up getting down to about 150 um, which I was quite proud of. And it was a struggle. It wasn't easy. Uh, this sounds so incredibly unhealthy, but essentially my diet during that time was like a packet of ramen noodles for dinner and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I, that would be my daily meal. I would intermittent fast for, you know, to the next dinner. And that's what I would have. So I did lose the weight, but it didn't necessarily mean that I was losing it in a healthy way. And it wasn't going to be sustainable because that is extreme. 
Um, so fast forward a bit more, I've just to, to throw this out there, I've also not had any more pseudotumor symptoms since that last spinal tap. So my pressure is totally regulated. My vision came back. So all things were good with that, but I have not taken anything else with that uh, estrogen since that time, just to be safe. Um, so fast forward to getting married, like so many women, I gained a lot of weight when I got married because I tried to eat like my husband eats. And <laughs> that means chips, cookies, you know, you grab a quick snack, you go to the movie theater, you get popcorn with butter. And it quickly became evident that he was not gaining weight and I was gaining weight back. And I, I'd been so proud to get a bulk of that weight off. So I was really concerned. Um, and so I started doing a tracking system again and I know when I went through Jumpstart, I know you mentioned in Jumpstart that you are not a fan of tracking. I am a fan of tracking for me personally, just because it gives me data to work with. And I am, I am someone, I have a, a doctorate in education, so I love data. I love to have my hands on, you know, things that I can look at, numbers, patterns, that kind of thing. So I started using um, another app to track, and I also tracked calories as a secondary metric. And I got down to about 160 again. And then it just would not come off. And at this point, I was uh, I was eating about 1,200 calories a day. I was trying to run, and I was trying to do all the things that they tell you to do to lose weight, and nothing was coming off. And I was so frustrated, and so upset. And I know so many women are going to be able to relate to this. Mm -hmm. Not only was my cycle all over the place, I was on metformin, I was on spironolactone, so I was on your classic doses of things, but I wasn't getting weight off, and it just would not it wouldn't happen. So. I went to my gynecologist. Uh, this was in February of 2020. And I said, I, I don't know what to do. I cannot get the weight off. I'm eating 1200 calories a day. I'm running, I'm exercising. I don't think it's a matter of I'm having too few of calories and going to starvation mode because, you know, at some point your body would start to lose weight. And I'd been doing this for months. And he said, it sounds to me like what you're doing isn't working for you. Um, you may want to look out there and see what PCOS programs are out there that you can try. It's an experiment. You're a researcher. You like to do experiments, see what's out there, see what you can find. So that is what I did. And that's how I found Jumpstart. And he also mentioned to me, um, I did want to throw this out there. He also mentioned that he said, now I'm going to, I'm going to quote him or paraphrase him as best as I can. But he said, women with PCOS often get very frustrated with me because if they're runners, I'm the person who tells them to stop running because yeah. running can increase cortisol. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a low impact exercise. And he's like, women with PCOS, their body is different. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, I recommend you stop running and you find some low impact exercise that works for you, which was crazy to me at the time. Cause I. To do this, I actually read your book and I, uh, I started like pouring Jennifer, Jennifer. Your, yes. your audio um, cut out. So I'm going to, oh. I'm going to edit it, okay. but can, if you could just go back to um, the doctor telling you about running. Sure. Okay. So, so I was, I was running at the time. I was actually trying to train for a little marathon and I was trying to stay motivated, but my doctor said to me, my gynecologist, um, he said that women with PCOS, they often get very upset with me because I tell them to stop running if they're runners. And he said, the reason for that is because running is not uh, a low impact exercise and it can increase cortisol, which women with PCOS can have higher cortisol numbers anyway. So he was like, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best exercise for you. So he was like, my, my advice to you is to look for more low impact things that may be more beneficial for the condition that you have. 
So that is what I did. So this is how I started getting into the research. And I found the Jumpstart program and I had read your book and I started to put all the things into play before I jumped into the program. So the first thing I did was I got rid of all of my plastic Tupperware. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that, you know, heating plastic. I I didn't know there was so much that I didn't know. Um, So I got rid of that and I ordered all the supplements that I felt like I would need. And you say in Jumpstart that that first grocery bill is going to be shocking. And it was. So when I got all of my groceries together, I was like, wow. This is shocking. Um, and I did want to I did want to mention that because our grocery bills now for two people, my husband and I, for almost all of our meals are about 100 to 125 dollars a week. So that was not indicative at all, which you said it was not indicative of what maintaining this was going to be like. That first one was a big one. But after that, it's been totally reasonable. Um, so I got all the stuff in place. I started Jumpstart. I was so excited about it. I started every morning with my lemon water. I did the tongue scraping. I did everything. And something happened in that first week. I was just like, this is, this is going to work. I just knew there was such a feeling of positivity. And I was like, this, this is going to work for me. My body started changing. Um, Now I will say that I had, I had had an allergy test previous in my life, I have bad allergies and I have a feeling that there's a lot of women out there with PCOS that are, are going to relate to this. Um, so I have pretty rough, severe seasonal allergies. I'm allergic to bees and a dairy allergy popped up on my allergy test. I had no idea. Um, so I didn't at the time, I don't remember this was years ago. I don't remember wheat or gluten or any sort of that sensitivity coming up, but I had lived with IBS symptoms my entire life. In fact, I saw an IBS doctor in 2018 and I said, I'm, I'm up and down one extreme to the other. I'm having such severe cramps that sometimes it's hard to walk across the room. And the IBS doctor said, eat more fiber. Here's a medication for cramps. That was it. There was no talk of what could be causing this. Let's look at what you're eating. Let's talk about elimination. There was none of that. So, uh, again, fast forward to jumpstart things started becoming very regular and working in the way that they were supposed to. And I could just feel a change happening in my body. So I stuck with it. I immediately purchased the meal plans. Um, I am a foodie. I love food. I love the presentation of food. I, I never wanted to enter into a program that was going to change that, or, you know, it was going to give me less than options. Cause I love food. I think food's a, a beautiful part of life and culture. And I love it. And we love these meals. So, and I I think I've mentioned this um, in that group before, but my husband, who was a mechanical engineer, he made us a spreadsheet. So every meal that we made with the meal plans, we included a picture in the spreadsheet. We would rate it on a scale from one to five. We would make notes about it for easier ways to prepare it next time. Um, I would have so much fun with like the presentation of food. So we'd make a really pretty photo to put on there. And it really made the food sort of an interactive experience as well which was, was so fun. And it's still so fun. We still do this. So I just had so much success and then cue forward. So I I started the program at about 160, and here we are today on May 4th. So may the fourth be with you. Um, (laughs) here we are. And I weighed this morning, I weighed 121.4 pounds, I think down from 269 in 2008 I feel incredible. I'm actually doing yoga instructor training right now, working on my 200 level level certification, just because I love it. Not because I have any plans of teaching, but I just feel so healthy and strong and clean from the inside out. 
Um, I've maintained the gluten-free. I eat very little dairy. I do occasionally have a little bit, but I mean, I've just found so much success on this program and it has literally changed my life. I don't take metformin. Um, I don't take spironolactone anymore. I have my two cups of spearmint tea a day. I'm shaving my legs like every three to four days, which is crazy for a woman with PCOS. Because I remember shaving my legs and then hours later being able to see it already start to develop a five o'clock shadow. So, I mean, it's just, it's completely changed my life. Oh, I, I'm just so happy for you, Jennifer. I, yesterday I did a um, podcast with this author. Um, you'll, those listening will have to check it out. It's um, Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential with Sherry Sterling Fernandez. And, you know, I, I, we, we were talking on that podcast about how PCOS really can hold us back from our infinite potentials. And that my mission is to help women get beyond the pain and struggle of PCOS so that they can live the life they were meant to live without it holding them back. And listening to your story and hearing that you now have the energy to go on and do the yoga teaching teacher training, which is really no joke. It's, it, it's, it's, pretty, a, it, yeah. it's intense and it's a commitment, but it's, uh, you know, the choices that you have made with your lifestyle now has allowed you to move beyond and live the life that you were meant to live. And I'm just, it, it just makes me so pleased um, and, you know, happy that that jumpstart and, and everything else you've done has allowed you to do that. So it's been uh, wonderful. And I will also say that it's also educated me and I'm still learning every day. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I just find invaluable about the whole program is to discover how inflam- inflammation, inflammatory foods, Um, and this is why I brought up allergies Mm -hmm. because I'm finding now, now that I've become so aware of how I react to things, certain things like alcohol, I have a reaction. I definitely have a reaction. And, you know, I I've almost wondered if there's a little bit of a histamine intolerance because I get Mm -hmm. the red all over my chest from a glass of wine and the headaches and stuff, you know, but my whole life, I would have never paid attention to this. Um, and I can tell when I eat something that causes inflammation, I can immediately tell my cycle is going to be affected immediately. And it's not just that, but also workouts. And I I lift weights twice a week, things Mm -hmm. like that. If I really have an intense workout session, uh, enough that you can feel the like next day soreness, I immediately gain a couple pounds of water on the scale. You can see it. I mean, it's, there's physical proof that my body is reacting in a very strong way. And there is a chance that if I do that too much in a month, I know that my cycle is going to be a bit different. It's amazing to me, like how I can see these connections to things now. Well, I I think that's a big part of becoming a PCOS diva is learning to read your body's cues and the subtle messages that it's giving you, because it will let you know what it likes and what it doesn't like. Mm -hmm. If you take the, 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 the time and you sort of have that, um, uh, I guess, in, intuition to listen to it. Um, and, and I think so many of us just are disconnected with our bodies. I know I was, and in the, in the jumpstart program, one of the things that I recommend is doing, um, body brushing and, you know, body brushing's great 
uh, for detoxification, you know, it kind of sloughs off the, um, the dead skin tissues and it can really mm -hmm. help with, with detoxification. But I also think it helps you reconnect with your body in a way that, um, is, is loving and you're doing something good for it every day. Definitely. Yeah. And there, it's amazing. Like how, so when we, we went on a Alaskan cruise last year and this was the first time that I had been on vacation, you know, since COVID. And it was definitely the first time since I started jumpstart, like right before, well, it was actually right when COVID started is when I started, because honestly that motivated me. I was like, you know, and I didn't know at the time that there was PCOS risk factors involved in that. I think studies have further come out, but that motivated me to be like, okay, there's this thing it's time to be my best healthiest self because if, when I meet it, I want to be able to fight it and I want to be able to be my mm -hmm. best self to do that. So that really motivated me. Um, so when we went on a cruise last August, I came back from the cruise and this is no lie and no joke. I have pictures from the wet, the, the well, from the scale to prove it. Um, I had gained 19 pounds of water on that cruise, 19 pounds of just water. Because after a few weeks of getting back into the program, and by the way, I did stay gluten-free and I did still try my best to stick to my, my, my life while I was on the cruise, um, but just 19 pounds of water, which is insane. I've never seen a water gain like that, but that also goes to show that my body is different. I hold on to water. I accumulate water. A lot of that was probably inflammation from traveling, from eating foods. You know, even if you say gluten-free and things, you can't guarantee what's in there. Um, foods that are different. Uh, there was a bit more sugar in the form of desserts than I usually have. So 19 pounds of water. Mm. That is crazy to me. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. Um, when you are not preparing your own foods and you know exactly what you put in it mm -hmm. and, um, this, so we're recording this on May 4th and tomorrow, May 5th, the newsletter is going out and I am putting out a podcast, an article, um, from seed oil rebellion. Uh, there are Twitter, uh, a handle and, and they do have a website, but they talk all about the inflammatory um, issues with seed oils that really it wasn't on my radar. You know, I, I if you look at a lot of packaged goods, organic sunflower seed oil is on them, whether they're it's like a non G, it's a, we'll say organic, non GMO. But sunflower seed oil is still very inflammatory, as is canola oil, um, saf well, or safflower oil, that, as it's sometimes noted. And I think that a lot of these restaurants and, you know, maybe on the cruise ships, they're not using butter. They're mm -hmm. using seed oils, which I, I think this is a huge key um, kind of piece of the puzzle for women with PCOS, I think they're highly inflammatory and they're adding to a lot of the issues. So I just wanted to um, kind of put that plug in and definitely if you're interested, listen to that podcast. For sure. Cause that's something that I have not heard of either. Uh, so yeah. So just quickly the, the, the healthy fats that you should be using, and you'll see these in my meal plans and jumpstart would be coconut oil, um, MCT oil, which is kind of derived from coconut oil. You could use that, um, as sa for salad dressings, um, in smoothies, even in your, your tea or coffee, um, olive oil, avocado oil, um, butter, ghee, and then things like tallow, um, if, if you wanted to fry in. 
So you want to avoid all of those other kind of seed oils, um, certainly like cotton seed oil or soybean oil. Um, and a lot of most packaged foods have those. I will say that like the, the Sate brand chips, tortilla chips and potato chips, um, you know, not that we should be eating lots of those, but they are fried in avocado oil. So I think some of the packaged food companies are starting to see this trend away from seed oils. Um, but not to yeah. digress, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you a question, Jennifer. So as you know, the journey to healing with PCOS is not on a flat open road. It's a road with hills and valleys and curves. And there's times when we fall off track and we have to get back on. What is your back on track strategy? How do you kind of readjust, um, you know, your, your wagon when you fall off of it? Well, I definitely do. And I'm going to tell you, um, my weakness, if there's a kryptonite that I have, it's peanut butter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm obsessed with peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Um, even the natural low sugar, healthy peanut butters. I don't care. I could sit and eat an entire jar of peanut butter. It's not chocolate. It's not sugar. It's peanut butter. So there have been many days in my journey um, as even over the last two years where I'm like, oh, I'll get a little teaspoon. I'm going to get the jar of peanut butter and I'll eat what looks like, you know, two tablespoons and I'll put it back. And then before you know it, you've eaten half a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> um, and I am really, really, really bad for the guilt trip and, mm -hmm. um, being really hard on myself. I I've cried over it and I'm like, how could I do this? I've worked so hard and it never helps. And it never makes me feel better. And my husband is always very supportive. And he's like, you know, why, why are you beating yourself up? You know, you're going to get back on track. You know, it's, it's going to come back together. You've had a moment, allow yourself this moment. And honestly, I think that's my best advice to realize number one, that the moments are going to happen. Number two, allow yourself them. Sometimes it is just okay to just err and be human. Um, but do it knowing that we're not going to beat ourselves up here. We are going to get back on. So rather than going down the guilt trip black hole, because I think sometimes what happens and I've experienced this from dealing with weight over a course of many years, you start to beat yourself up and then you make yourself, you know, you're like, well, I've already blown it. So who cares? I might as well go get a quart of ice cream because I've already like destroyed myself. And it's so easy to get into that sort of cycle. So allow yourself the moment. Yep. We did it. We ate the peanut butter. It's okay. We're going to pick ourselves up tomorrow and we're going to start over. And that's what I've done. And do you know, in those moments, I never see a gain on the scale. <laughs> I really don't. And sometimes I almost wonder if when you are craving something like that and you do just give into it, maybe sometimes your body just needs to feel uh, I, I hate to use the word normal because I, I don't like it, but you know, with, with PCOS, we're not the same as everybody. And maybe sometimes subconsciously, we just want to feel like we are just like everybody. And mm -hmm. just, sometimes I just want to feel like my husband. Yeah. I can eat some, a handful of cookies and I just don't care. Sometimes I want to feel that. But then after I do, I realize that I don't feel more fulfilled because of it. It was a nice little, um, escape for five minutes, but now I hate myself over it. So it, it doesn't help anything. And I just allow myself those moments and I'm like, that's okay. And we're going to pick it back up again tomorrow. Mm. I, I like to, um, 
call it a mindful indulgence. Mm -hmm. And I find when I give myself full permission to have something that I really want, um, it's, I find that I want that when I'm eating it, I'm satisfied with a lot less than mm-hmm. if I see it as a forbidden food that I'm kind of eating and being naughty um, mm-hmm. and labeling it that way. So I find that that act of giving permission to yourself, um, it, it just allows me to be satisfied with, with less of whatever that, um, that food is that makes me you know, feel happy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I will say in jumpstart, um, you mentioned having a piece of chocolate every day. I think you say dark chocolate to give yourself that mindful indulgence. I did not do that. I I am going to say I was terrified of that Mm -hmm. because I thought this is going to open a door for me where every day I'm going to crave the chocolate. I'm going to want more of the chocolate. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't do that. And actually you were exactly, exactly right. Um, I love to bake. It's something that I really enjoy. And every week, my husband and I, we bake a new small dessert from a different state or a different country. We watch a film set in that place. Um, I, I take a nice little picture and put it on the Instagram. But that one small dessert, and I do keep them very small. I mean, I don't make enough to feed more than two people. That Having that one thing every week, I do not crave desserts when we go out to eat. I don't crave desserts ever because I know that I get that once a week. So I think you were exactly right about the mindful indulgence, Um, even though that's a weekly experience because it's a bit heavier than just a piece of chocolate. I do feel very fulfilled in that way every Mm. week. And I I make it gluten free, which also adds another dimension to the baking. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm Mm -hmm. learning all of this and I'm practicing new skills. And so that's fun as well. But I I think you were 100 percent on the money with that. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, another area that women with PCOS struggle with is stress reduction. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, stress really wreaks havoc on PCOS. What are some of your practice, what's in your stress reduction toolkit that you could share with us? So I definitely, I, I, I like to do my exercise in the morning. Um, in the evenings I'm tired and it's harder. And I feel like if I do my exercise in the morning, it does set me up with a really good energy level for the rest of the day. And that has helped. Um, I am someone classically who has a great deal of anxiety and I, there's a genetic link there. My, my dad, my sister, um, we're anxious worriers. And so I, I definitely think that getting some exercise in the morning sets me up in a good way. And also I started taking the magnesium calm supplement. Mm -hmm. Um, I started mixing that with my lemon water. It was something that I saw in an article that you had mentioned. um, I don't know, months and months and months ago, and it has made my whole day different. So I don't know if I had had lower magnesium levels or if they were depleted for whatever various reason, but just taking, you know, half a teaspoon for it to a teaspoon of that every day has really made a big difference for me as well. So two things have really helped. That's a great tip. Um, Women with PCOS are 19 times more likely to have low magnesium. Mm. I think it's um, one of those really essential supplements for, and there's different types of magnesium. Mm -hmm. Um, The magnesium calm is magnesium citrate, uh, which I think is, it's great for helping you relax and it's it's good for inducing sleep too if you took it you know for those that have trouble sleeping Mm -hmm. um 
it, it can tend to cause some GI issues um, for some people. So that's just something, but there's other, uh, you know, there's other types of magnesium as well that you could try. Um, so I'd love to hear more about um, your Instagram and, you know, for people that are looking for meal ideas, it sounds like you're, you're sharing a lot um, on there. If you want to uh, tell us again, where we can find you. Um, yeah. So it's Jennifer health warrior. And I do put a lot of the, um, the meal plans that we make again, I really, I've gotten into the presentation of them because, and by the way, I just want to say, um, I feel like I had had a pretty good grasp of flavors and food before purchasing your meal plans, but I have realized I did not. Um, it has totally broadened my entire world of food and flavor and how amazing healthy things can be. I did not like vegetables. There was like four vegetables that I really enjoyed prior to starting Jumpstart and doing the meal plans. And I love a good vegetable. Like there's, there's very few that I won't eat. I won't eat mushrooms. Um, but outside <laughs> of that, everything else I love. And it has totally changed my husband as well, by the way. We have a tough time when we go out to dinner now because food's pretty bland, actually, mm. when you go out to eat. So we save our going out to eat meals for meals we know we can't replicate very well, like Indian food, yeah, things food, like that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Because everything else we can do so much better and it's it just it doesn't seem worth it anymore. So at, on my Instagram page, I definitely share um, some of the meals that we make. And it's not just dinners. We both love breakfast. We both love breakfast. Now I do a intermittent fasting modified schedule. So it's about a 14 hour window. So I have breakfast at 10 AM. That way I've had my, my exercise, my lemon water. And that's when I sit down with my one cup of coffee and my breakfast. And it's the coffee, by the way, is no longer caffeine needed to function. Cause I've already done exercise at this point and I feel great. Mm -hmm. It's just because mm -hmm. I love the flavor of coffee. Um, so I'll sit down with my one cup of coffee and we have these amazing breakfasts every day. Um, we don't have kids, so it's just the two of us. So we always have amazing leftovers for lunch. Lunch often feels like a restaurant experience, which is pretty great. So I do try to share, uh, photos and, and tips. Cause we also use like Instapot and things like that, that, um, we found some ways to really make some of the meals even more easier and accessible to make. So I definitely try to share that stuff on there. So I, I'd love for you to just, um, kind of juxtapose your time on Weight Watchers when you were, you know, really not eating vegetables, right? You mm -hmm. were eating ramen mm -hmm. and peanut butter sandwiches, but you were, you were able to lose the weight versus now where you're eating abundant vegetables, um, mm -hmm. you know, really clean, healthy foods. Uh, um, and you've, and again, you lost the weight, but what's the difference in the way that your body feels? It's, it's completely different. And I will say I've lost the weight with Weight Watchers, but not to this level. I have never been 121 pounds. I wasn't 121 pounds when I was in high school. The smallest I ever got was a size eight. And I think I was like 130, 35 in high school. And I was one of those people that really believed there's only a certain shape your body can ever get to when you have PCOS. It's, I'm not, you know, it's not like an excuse, but I would say there's only so much weight you can lose when you have PCOS. I have PCOS. That's my excuse. That's why I will always carry a certain amount of weight. Um, so that was where I got on Weight Watchers. 
Now I am a size uh, two, a zero in some things, which is crazy to me. It is crazy because I've never been that size in my life. And it's not all about size and, and looks and vanity. And I don't want to give that impression at all. The thing about it is it's shocking to my system when I see these sort of numbers, when I buy a pair of jeans and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Because, you know, there's still a psychological factor. I still sometimes mm-hmm. feel very big. And that that's that's a tough battle. That's not changed instantly. And those numbers are the proof for me that no, 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 no. I, I've gotten healthy and I look differently than I did then. Cause sometimes you, the mirror plays tricks on you and you still feel the same size at your biggest. Um, so that's why I, I mentioned numbers like that. That's why they're relevant to me because it's more of part of the psychological experience rather than the looks. Um, but so yeah, I've gotten to a weight that I've never been before, but I feel so good. I feel so healthy and I feel, and this is most important because this matters to me more than anything. I feel so strong. I really feel so strong. I feel like whatever life is going to throw at me, Mm. I'm ready. We can do it. I'm ready. And from a person who has suffered with anxiety my whole life and a person that's always felt limited either because of weight or because of body shape or whatever, I'm ready. I mean, I, I cannot, and you know, the thing about Weight Watchers is not to criticize if that works for people, that's great, but it does teach you portion control. It teaches you tracking. It does teach you to make healthier choices because a piece of cake is going to be different, for example, than an apple, but you can still have cake all day as long as you track it. Mm-hmm. And that is the difference for me now is that I, I don't, I don't crave those things. I don't want those things. Um, I, I really enjoy the food that I'm eating so much, not only because of how it tastes, but it makes me feel so clean and so healthy. Um, I, I honestly, my students, we had a, they had a, a spring sort of festival on campus last week and they had pizza and they were like, Oh, come out, Dr. Mays and come and come and see us. And I was like, oh, okay. So I walked by the table, there was pizza, there were chips, there were cookies, and there was a bowl of apples. And I was like, Ooh, an apple. That's a great thing to take outside on a nice warm day. I go out there and my students are like, you got an apple. We have pizza. You got an apple. Hmm. And I was like, I saw that, but I was actually really excited to enjoy this apple. And I hear myself saying stuff like that now. And I'm like, what is this twilight zone world I've stepped into? (laughs) I'm from the South. We eat a lot of fried foods. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. but I, I really enjoy the way these foods make me feel. And I didn't feel like I was missing anything from that pizza, which when I looked at it, it looked like such a greasy mess. And I thought if I had one piece of that, my stomach would hurt for the rest of the day. Oh, and that's, that, is it really worth it? It's, it's not worth the way that no. food is going to make you feel if you want no. to try to live your best life. Um, exactly. And not just feel like I would break mm-hmm. out from eating that pizza. Yeah. I mean, I think PCOS is such a delicate balance. I, mm-hmm. I really do that. It doesn't take much to skip, tip the scale in the mm-hmm. wrong way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your, um, your journey and your experiences in the jumpstart program with the meal plans. Um, and I love that you have, uh, taken sort of the, the protocols and, and figured out what works for you, because that's at, at the end of the day, there's no one size fits all approach Mm -hmm. to managing PCOS. Each of us has to, as your doctor said, it's trial and error and experimentation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, just kind of putting out there what has worked for me and, you know, many clients that I've 
worked with over the years since 2009, <laughs> believe it or not, it's been, I've, I've been on this, this similar to your journey, um, Jennifer, but, you know, each of us has to kind of take what works for us um, and, you know, uh, continue to make, as we were talking before we started recording, small, consistent steps over time to continue the healing process. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I just also want to thank you so much. I mean, I'm sure you hear this all day, every day, but it, it, I mean, this has changed my life. It really, really has. And I don't know, you know, what 10 years are going to look like or where I'm going to be or whatever, but I just, I can't imagine a world where I go backwards, not to say that that couldn't happen, but where I am sitting right now, I am so grateful to be where I am and to feel the way that I feel. And I I tell everybody, everybody that will listen, because so many women are affected and so many women are like, what do I do? I'm trying to lose the weight. I'm doing this. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you really should check out the PCOS Diva lifestyle, because the thing of it is all of these weight loss programs that are out there, all of these supplements, all of these pills, all of these things that you can take, whether they work or not, they're not made for you because you and I are made just a little bit differently. And it means that we are going to have to find a different approach. And that's really all the PCOS means. It doesn't inhibit us in any way. It just means that we're going to have to do things possibly a bit differently for us. Mm -hmm. So I am so grateful that I found you. I am so grateful that everything that you put out there is research-based and, and grounded in science and truth and knowledge. And I'm just super grateful for you. Oh, well, I just thank you for, for, you know, letting me do what I, what I love to do. (laughs) And I'm hoping that I have, um, both of my boys are graduating. One's graduating high school, um, next month and college next month. And it will just be my daughter and my husband and I, and I'm hoping to develop new meal plans. That is like my, um, the number one thing on my list to do, cause I love doing it. It's just time consuming and I haven't mm-hmm. had a chance. So, um, hoping to, to put more of that out there, um, you know, in the next year or so. And, um, I- I'd love your feedback. Maybe I can yeah. send you some I'm happy to, to Guinea pig, anything you need me to. Well, thank you again, Jennifer, for taking the time to, to talk to us and to share some of your tips and tricks. And thank you all for listening to this PCOS Diva podcast. I look forward to being with you again soon. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at pcosdiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.